Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, puppies and kittens. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. I hope you've had a really powerful week. I hope that you have had the opportunity to express care and love and empathy to someone to someone maybe even that surprised you that you were able to experience those feelings for that person. Maybe that person was yourself. Maybe I'm just wishing. I don't know. But that that's my secret, not so secret hope for you. I have a question. Not for you. I have a question for me and I'm going to answer it for you. And it's from Laura. And Laura has asked, I'm emailing because I feel like I am on the verge um, of shutting down and giving up. This year has worn me down to a pulp and everything in my life seems to just keep breaking and I can't keep up. Between the chaotic darkness of what's going on in society and in my own life, it's getting harder and harder to get out of bed. How do I keep going? How do I convince myself that things will get better? How do I find strength when I'm at my weakness? This, Laura, is a really freaking good question. And, you know, I'm going to attempt to answer it. And I'm also going to tell you, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you that you should believe that things are going to get better because maybe they won't. I don't know. Maybe they will get better, but a little bit longer from now than you want it to. I I personally am not a fan of platitudes. I don't like it when people tell me that things will be fine if maybe they won't be fine because the truth is also kind of nestled in your question, which is how do you tolerate, how do you, how do you handle it when things are dark, when things are, are scary and you feel screwed, right? Like how do you manage life? And this is something that everyone must learn to do. And some of us have much more harsh conditions that we must live through than others of us, but it's part of the human condition. And so I want to say that First of all, your feelings are valid, you know, and there isn't a simple, quick answer. And if what you're looking for is to, you know, believe that things are going to get better, but you don't have actions you're actively taking to make things better, then it's only going to increase your sense of anxiety and your despondence, right? And I know that's not how people think of things always, but that tends to be how it goes. Um, Optimistic people, which... I am not one of them, but optimistic people tend to see options. They tend to see hope. And I'm not telling you to be one of those people. I don't think we all need to be optimistic. I don't think we need to be light and love all the time. I really don't. But I will say that as I pull up your birth chart, and Laura, you have shared your birth information as September 26th of 91 in Levittown, Pennsylvania. You know, as I look at your birth chart, Ma'am, but don't you have a lot of Capricorn in you? You've got a Uranus, Ascendant, Neptune, North Node, Conjunction, all in Capricorn. And what that means is you're not an optimist by nature. No, you're not. Um, in fact, you tend to see kind of the, the work ahead most clearly. And so this is not the most uplifting thing to have in your birth chart. What it also tells me is that you have within you the capacity to do the work right? And this is, this is the thing is we can look at the problems and get overwhelmed by the problems in the world, in our lives, in ourselves, or we can do those things and then say to ourselves, okay, what is in my nature to be able to do to address this problem? 
not to tolerate the problem, but to address the problem, right? And so, you know, because of Neptune's involvement here, you have a tendency to get uh, kind of overwhelmed. And when you have overwhelmed, there's like a shutting down that can occur. So that can be too much TV, too much eating, too much of things that kind of numb you out. That's fine in the short term. There's, you know, I'm not mad at that slash it's not a way to live because what ends up happening is you feel just off and you feel like you're not living at your potential. And then it makes everything worse. Actually, it makes it this feeling of being worn down and like you can't keep up is perpetuated by not having constructive habits. So first and foremost, I want to say, look at your habits and see if you can shrink some of your, uh, more kind of stuck habits or the habits that are destructive to you. I'm not saying quit them because that might be too big of a goal, but shrink them and then add in some proactive things that you can do for society. Hey, we're right about, we're almost ready to vote in America. You know, you could, you could do some like canvassing. I don't know. Maybe you just want to uh, do more reading and uplifting of voices that you think are really powerful. Maybe you want to buy a bunch of food or tampons and hand it out to homeless people or whatever. You can, you can reach out to people. You can do things that directly impact them and that come out of a sense of like, I can't fix the world, but I can, I can help this one person or I can participate in the world in a way that reflects my values and helps build the world that I want to see. Those things are really good. And part of why I'm telling you to do these services is because of the way your chart is structured. You have Neptune on the rise. And so for you, being of service to others, when it's not something that is out of alignment with you, when it is something that is what you can do in a healthy way, that actually helps you to feel more grounded in your own body. And services like that, there's a really big difference between uh, martyring yourself and doing things that are unhealthy and that come from a place of obligation and being of authentic service where you get to show up and really be a part of things, be a part of, of people, act from a place of empathy. This is actually really empowering and gives you more energy and it reflects your soul. And that is really important because really what I'm hearing in part for you, Laura, is that you're feeling soul wary right? Um, you say that you're on the verge of shutting down and giving up. And I want to say, don't give up because here's something else I'll tell you. You have been going through a bunch of Saturn transits. Saturn has been squaring your sun and sitting on top of Uranus in your birth chart in 2018. And Saturn squared to the sun, uh, it happens to everybody at different ages, but it happens to everybody twice every 29 years. And it fucking sucks. It makes us feel depressed. It makes us feel lonely. It makes us feel really aware of what isn't working. It is demoralizing. And what's worse is it kind of strips your vitality. So you feel physically exhausted and psychologically exhausted. Generally, this thing that you're referring to of like things breaking down, this is not uncommon because it's kind of like we're meant to stop pushing forward and we're supposed to really look at who have you chosen to be? Is it working? Is it working? And if you find that the answer is, no, it's not really working in these, you know, whatever places, you're meant to start making a plan 
to make some changes. So whenever Saturn comes by transit, as it is for you, it's, I like to think of it as pruning because I love a garden. And so you're supposed to look at the garden and be like, oh shit, this thing doesn't have enough sun. This thing's being choked up by weeds. You start to be aware of what isn't, isn't working. And then you pull the stuff out and replant, but it's a process. You can't just like do it in a fell swoop. It's a process. And this transit has been going on, uh, like I said, for the better part of 2018, so that you've been having a hard time personally is not shocking. Now, since the summer, you've been going through a Uranus square to uh, Saturn. And this particular transit, it just, it means that your internal structure as a human being is radically and deeply changing. No big deal. Just your internal structure as a human being. So if you're feeling like you don't know who you are and how to respond and things are changing much quicker than you're comfortable with and things are breaking down around you, things aren't working that used to work, my guess is you're resisting change because where we have Saturn in the birth chart is where we want things to be secure and stable. It's our sense of reality, whether or not it works, whether or not it's healthy, it's our sense of reality. And Uranus is surprising and sudden, and it brings up kind of like the, the potential for freedom. It also brings with it the potential for chaos and upsets. And so this is, this is my advice to you. It's to be open to change. When I look at the big picture of your birth chart, I got to tell you, Uranus in the new, in the early in the new year is going to be trining your natal Jupiter as well. And so what this means is you are on the verge of being able to make sense and use of these changes. You are. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy because Saturn is going to stay on top of your ascendant and it's going to hit your natal Neptune uh, throughout 2019. So this process you're engaged in is meant to be very self-serious and pretty internal. And it is really important that you contextualize whatever it is you're going through in your personal life with remembering to participate in the world around you, because that helps you to like you. That helps you to have a sense of context to what's happening, a sense of perspective to what's happening. And I'm going to give you some homework. And the homework is really, really simple. It's enjoy food. You got a moon in Taurus. Enjoy food. Make it your goal to once a day have a meal where you actually really pay attention to what you're eating and your joy for eating it and your ability to really appreciate your access to food and your body's capacity to digest food. Really be present for it. Be present if you're, you know, if you're eating meat or if you're eating plants for, for the life that was, that went into feeding your life. Like really go there, go deep. Okay. And the other thing I want to give you homework to do is a really simple gratitude list. Just once a day, three to five items. If you can do it ritualistically before you go to bed or when you first wake up, that's ideal, but whatevs, do your thing. Ritualistically, just jot down three to five things that you are authentically grateful for. I'm going to give you three weeks of homework. I wanted to give you six weeks of homework. I'd say do three weeks. And if you find it useful, do another three weeks. How about that? And keep in mind that it can be that you have like, a great hair day. And it can be that you're living in a place that feels safe to you, or it can be that you have shoes that are really comfortable and have no holes in them. Like it could be a million different things is what I'm trying to get at. It can be superficial stuff. It can be deep stuff. It can be societal stuff. It's find the things you are authentically grateful for. And the process of doing this is the process of prioritizing ritualistically looking for them, looking for the things that you are grateful for. 
None of this that I'm suggesting is a magic bullet. I'm so sorry to say that, but it will accumulatively help because you are in this. This is going to continue. You know, you are going to continue to be in a process. So Saturn's about to get off of your sum. It's not going to go past December, but there are going to be other Saturn transits in 2019 for you. So this is a really important time for you to just accept that you are in, I'll call it a bit of a winter. You're in a bit of a winter. You're meant to kind of go within and do some work and really tend to yourself. And when you emerge, it will be spring again. You are not screwed. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're screwed. I don't want to, I don't want to be a Pollyanna here, but I really do think that you are changing. You are changing deeply. And if you make peace with the work itself, then you can get to work and then it stops being so painful. I hope that's helpful, Laura. You know, I love you. I love, I love all you guys. Stick around for the astrology. Welcome back to the astrology corner of your favorite podcast, Ghost of a Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, my friends. I've got a lot of astrology to talk to you about, including a new moon this week. We're going to cover the week of November the 4th through the 10th of 2018. Just in this last week alone, we have seen a massacre in a synagogue. We've seen people being victimized on the basis of race and religion. We've seen a mass shooting in a yoga studio in Florida. I mean, it's been really a rough week in a rough couple of years, you know, and we all know that when it is hard to be hopeful. And I do feel that it is hard to be hopeful often <laughs> because, because I'm, I'm not the most optimistic person in town, but when it is hard to be hopeful, the key is to not lose track of your determination, your determination to, even if you fail, to be a part of the effort to have a solution. This world is full of hate and that is not new. If you're American, you know, we are living in a country that was built on slavery and genocide. That is what this country was built on. And that doesn't mean it's not a great country and that, you know, you might not love living here and that I might not love being here and all these things because things are complicated. Things are not all one thing or all another, but that is the foundation of the United States of America. And what is happening now as we edge towards the country's Pluto return is that that shit, that just really painful, awful stuff that is at the core of who we are is coming to surface. And Within that, every individual citizen, every individual person who lives here, we are all on call to respond to the shadow. And what that means is we will see perpetrators of hate and fear who try to stoke hate through fear, which is what people always do in situations where people are oppressed or marginalized. It's always through, through the angle of fear. You should fear these people because they're different because they want to take something from you. And as individuals, if we are willing to prioritize empathy, if we are willing to prioritize the power of empathy and compassion, not just as a feeling, but as an action over our own comfort and even over our own safety at times. The people who are driven by hate, who want our, our world to be a reflection of fear and hate, those people lose. When we prioritize empathy and compassion and a sense of family and communion with our siblings, aka every person in this world, whether or not they're in this country or they have the same sexuality or the same language, when we prioritize 
the discomfort of doing the right thing. Oh, that is where things move forward. We are seeing all of this stuff of violence and hatred and fear, not just in the United States, we're seeing it around the world. This is a global crisis. And it is a global crisis that as individuals, we can do our part. Everyone is called to participate. Like it or love it, hate it, you don't get to leave it. Sorry, sorry. I know I'm such a Capricorn. I'm such a like, do the work, do the work kind of girl, but I am. And you gotta, because the bottom line is you don't get to say, oh, I'm busy. So I, you know, I'm going to count myself out. Oh, you know, I've got this difficult thing. So I'm going to count myself out. I'm not saying you don't need to take care of yourself and prioritize self-care and the betterment of your own wellness. I'm not saying that if you have major life issues that you should put them aside and focus on the world. But I am saying that it will come down to you. It inevitably will come down to each and every one of you, each and every one of us. It just does. And so where you can start is by listening. It's by listening to people who might know more than you and listening to people who have stories to share that have never gotten to share their stories before. Just listen. If you hear someone say, you know, all white women need to participate and vote and listen. And you're a white woman and you're like, I already do listen. I already do vote. And you feel that it's really important to defend that. Then you're not really listening because, okay, well, if, if that's not speaking to you, then cool. That's not about you. It doesn't have to be about you. This is a really complicated thing that I'm saying. It's really simple, but it's also really complicated. And I see it on social media all the time, every day. Person A is defending themselves against person B's post. Now, person B doesn't know person A. Person B wasn't thinking about person A specifically, but person A feels personally attacked by person B. It is complicated and it's really damn simple. If you are feeling defensive, if you are feeling that you need to justify yourself, and I'm not talking about in your personal relationships, I'm talking about in the world, then you're not listening. It's important to investigate what that defensive feeling or thought is really comprised of. If you're like, well, that's not me. Okay, cool. Cool. Then that's not you. If you really believe it's not you, you don't need to unfurl a banner about it. You can listen. You can hold space because it is someone. Potentially, it is someone. This is, this is a time to learn to listen. And it's also a time where you are going to be tempted to just talk over people. And when I say this is a time, I'm talking about 2019, I'm talking about the rest of 18 and 19. So we all have a chance to be a part of the larger conversation. And sometimes for all of us, that means shutting up and listening for all of us, right? Everybody has something to learn from somebody else. Let the ways in which you have struggled or suffered form a motivation for you to have greater empathy for other people struggling and suffering. Find motivation by the ways that you have been lucky or blessed or joyful, by the ways in which you've had privilege. And look at how can you share that with others? How can you share the resiliency that it has offered you with others? How can you share the potential or the education or the access with others? This is not to say if you have lots of privilege in one way that you know you haven't suffered in other ways. It's not a talent system, my friends. It is not a tally system. If you can tolerate your discomfort, you can expand. You can expand to hold more space for more people's stories. And so we can all get a leg up. Fear and hate will be the end of us. And empathy and love and collaboration. That 
is what will propel us forward to where we want to go as a society. So do your part and start today. And yeah, vote. You're going to vote, right? If you're in the United States and you're listening to this, you're going to vote. You're going to do me proud, right? You're going to go and you're going to like drop your little absentee ballot in in the mail, or you're going to go to the damn polling place and you're going to fill out the things and you're going to do your damn best. You're going to be a part of the solution. I know you are. I know you are. Uh, Because if Saturn and Pluto are meeting in Capricorn as they are, um, and Uranus is also an earth sign of Taurus, then we need boots on the ground action. We need to participate in the system as a way to make sure that the system is for the people instead of at the expense of the people. And each of us have a role to play with that. Fascinatingly, on the 6th, which is election day here, or voting day rather, um, in the United States, Uranus, the planet of freedom, of the people. It is the planet that governs electricity, your central nervous system, and even youth culture. (laughs) Uranus is retrograding back into the sign of Aries, which is the sign of the individual. This is the last round of Uranus in Aries. And Uranus is a planet that moves so damn slow that it's not going to happen again in your lifetime. Probably, unless you're very young listening to this, I suppose it's possible. Okay. So Uranus and Aries on voting day is particularly interesting to me because the potential here is that each individual feels this call, the sense of personal accountability and does their part, especially because retrogrades have us looking back. And if we look back at the 2016 election, all I can say is, oi, right? So do your part. With Uranus retrograding into Aries, we have the opportunity on more of an individual level, less of a kind of political level, to really reflect on who we are choosing to be. This is a period of your life where if you're not living authentically, you may feel a lot of upsets. People or situations may kind of feel like they're like pushing you to take a stand and choose a lane. Life is full of compromise. That's just life, right? You got to compromise. And so this is an excellent time for you to be considering, are you making compromises that compromise you? Or are you making compromises that ultimately lead you towards who and how you want to be? This is also a really powerful time for looking at, you know, Aries is related to kind of masculine energy. So it's not boy, girl, it's masculine energy. And so this is a really powerful time to look at your relationship to ambition, to your relationship to passion and to aggression and to embody those energies in a way that is healthy and helpful for you. And I think it's really important for me to say that, you know, people, especially uh, spiritual woo-woo people can get really fixated on things being lovely and not getting angry and not being too much. And I say, fuck that. There is a place and a time for anger and for rage and for pushing really hard. There's a time for messy and there's a time for loud. And what you want to make sure is that you use your power and you use your, your fierceness as a way to bring forth creation instead of to tear it down. And this is a great time for you to be really looking at your life choices, looking at your own energy, your relationship to yourself, to your own autonomy and your own agency and making good choices. Okay, my loves, that's not all. I kind of started not exactly in the middle, but I wanted to take a step back a day and say on the 5th of November, 
and you'll start feeling it on the 4th, we have a really lovely transit. It's a sun trying to Neptune. This transit is really good for increasing your empathy, increasing your sensitivity. If you've been having a rough time, this is actually a really nice time to like listen to music. Take a walk in nature if you can. If you can't take a walk in nature, stare at a plant. Plants are lovely. They're your friends. This is an excellent time to be generous. And to allow your generosity to not be some sort of a martyred thing, but a thing that fills you up with joy. Um, and that is, you know, what true generosity is. It's, it's, it's kind of like this giving that is so big that it impacts the giver as well as the receiver. If somebody is trying to be generous towards you around this date and also in general, my advice to you is to receive it and to receive it while also acknowledging the gift giver, even if it's something as like whatever as somebody smiling at you when they can see you're having a rough day, you know, in traffic from a car across the way, try to really receive people's kindness, people's empathy, that kind of stuff, because it makes life so much better for everybody. On the seventh, we have a really powerful new moon in Scorpio. So a new moon is when the sun and the moon are in the exact same degree of the same sign. That's when we call it a new moon. And only once a year do we have a new moon in each individual sign. This one is a new moon in Scorpio. We have the sun and moon in Scorpio. And this is a really powerful new moon. This particular new moon may have you jumping to conclusions this may make you feel really intense and that intensity can lead to really deep healing. In fact, I usually associate new moons with opening up and starting anew, but this one is a really good one for releasing, for letting things go that you just know no longer serve you. This transit, you know, it comes with a bunch of other things. Venus is forming uh, opposition to Uranus. Mars is squaring Jupiter. Pluto is sextiling the sun and moon and Neptune is trining the sun and moon. What it all means is this. If you allow yourself to focus on surface events, what you'll find is you're scattered all over the place and jumping to conclusions. But if you can practice being with your emotions, and that's what I talked about in the other last week's podcast, the power of being able to be present with Scorpio energies. If you can be with your emotions and really honor them, this can be a time where you can actually be present with the truth. And the truth may be something you've been avoiding or something that's been evading you, but it's time to get really present with the truth of how you feel and what needs to go and to let it go with empathy, to let it go with kindness and to understand that every ending is simply the butt end of a beginning, right? And it's hard to tell when you're in the stage of ending what could possibly be beginning, but that's all it is. It's just hard to tell. It's not that it isn't true. Every ending gives way to a beginning. It's not always perfectly symmetrical where it's just, you know, on Monday it's an ending and on Tuesday it's a beginning, but that is how it goes. It will give way to that. So, so be willing to release what no longer serves you. Be willing to let go of the assumptions and attachments that have been keeping you stuck or that have been keeping you even worse than stuck in a situation or dynamic that is actually harming you or, or your relationships with others. On the 8th, we have the planet Jupiter moving into Sagittarius. Now, Jupiter stays in, this, in a particular sign for about a year. 
And the move of Jupiter into Sagittarius is a really big deal. It's a really big deal. I think a lot of astrologers, if you read astrology stuff, are going to be saying this is lucky and happy and yay. And maybe, maybe it is, but you know me, I'm a damn Capricorn. I'm a buzzkill sometimes, and I'm going to tell you what else it is. Jupiter is in its natural placement when it's in the sign of Sagittarius. It can absolutely bring resiliency. It can bring big picture thinking that allows us to have more fairness, more collaboration, and more sense of interconnection in the world. Beautiful, right? This is good for learning and expansion and growth. This is good for spiritual development and for higher learning in general. Gorgeous. We love it. It's beautiful. However, what Jupiter and Sagittarius also can do is get you up on your soapbox, yelling at people to hear you without you yourself listening. The risk with Jupiter and Sagittarius is that we go into extremism and dogma and that the only people we're willing to listen to are the people we agree with. And this is something we're seeing in society as kind of in general is, you know, we're all getting fed these algorithms and it's not making us more tolerant. It's making us more intolerant. It feels like if someone disagrees with us, that they're actually against us. But is it possible to disagree with someone and have a sense of understanding that we don't have to see eye to eye on this thing? But that doesn't mean that we're against each other. Now, I would say that there's a really big difference between a difference in opinion and a difference in morality, especially if that difference in morality is at the expense of the dignity, safety, and wellness of someone else. And I know that that's worth saying given the world we're living in right now. But when it's simply that people don't see things from the same vantage point as you, or they don't use the same language as you, Try not to jump to conclusions because this transit of Jupiter and Sagittarius can get have us all just barking at each other and not really listening. We can be transformed by hearing the stories of others. It's so beautiful, but you have to be willing to listen, not just speak. And that is hard and it's challenging. And because Sagittarius is a fire sign, there can be defensiveness. There can be jumping to conclusions. So track it, breathe into it and do your damn best. That's all you can do. Do your best. It's a year-long transit. So, you know, it's not like you have to figure it out this week, but do your best. Finally, on the 9th, we have a Venus trying to Neptune. And I'm, I'm happy to report that this week starts and ends with Neptune because, and not just Neptune, Neptune trines, because Neptune, it's a planet that governs empathy. And we need that so badly right now. It's creativity. This is an excellent time for expressing love for expressing kindness towards others or towards yourself, for looking in the mirror and being kind to what you see. And I mean that very literally, not metaphorically. Be kind to your body. Embrace your body. If you've been struggling with your physical health or with your looks, this is a great time to try to get present with the big picture of how much it matters to you and the kindness you deserve to show to yourself. If you've been struggling with your relationship to money, this is a great time to reconnect to your big picture values and your big picture ambitions. Not a great time for organizing and planning, but it is a good time for visioning. My friends, that's a lot of astrology. I hope that you can use this information to make sense of what you're going through. And also to kind of serve as, I don't know, I'm kind of picturing, what do they call those things? Uh, you know, a walking stick, something to lean on when you get wary. That's really what astrology is for. Lean on it when you get wary. If it stresses you out, you can let it go. It's not, it's not meant to stress you out. 
It's meant to serve you. Take what works and leave the rest behind. Stay critical in your thinking while you also cultivate greater trust and empathy and presence because the world really needs you and needs you to be present to the best of your ability when you can. All right, my loves, if this podcast brings you joy, it brings me joy. If it brings you joy, please do share it with the people. Please do subscribe to it, rate it on whatever platform you're listening to it. You could write me a, a review. That wouldn't hurt. And if you want me to answer questions for you about astrology or to give you advice, I would absolutely love to do that. And the way you can go about asking me a question is go to my website at lovelignato.com and go to the ghost of a podcast page. And there is a question form there. Send me a question. Don't forget to send me your birth time. If you're sending me your birth date, send, send me everything. Send it all. I love you guys. Bye. Every year they say the end is near.